0: stand and worship the Lord together on this Father's Day. Wandering into the night, wanting a place to hide this weary soul, this backbone. drifting, a just when I, just when I ran out of the road, I met a man I didn't know, and he told me that I was not alone, but you picked me up, you turned me around, you placed my feet on solid ground, I'd I thank the the Savior because you healed my heart. You changed my name forever free. I'm not the same. I thank the Master. I thank the Savior. She's in the wind So so long tonight, old oh friends Burden and bitterness you, you can just keep it moving Now you ain't welcome, you welcome here and From now From now till now. I walk streets of gold I'll sing of how you save my soul This is wayward son has found his way back home you picked me up you turned me around you placed my feet on solid ground i thank the master i thank the savior because you filled my heart you changed my name forever free i'm not the same i thank the master i thank the savior i Solid ground, I think the master, I think the Savior, because you heal my heart, you change my name forever free I'm not the same. I think the Master, I think the Savior, I think I get, get up, get up Get up out of that grave, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Get up out of that grave. You pick me up. You turn me around. You place my feet on solid ground. I thank the Master. I thank the Savior. Because you heal my heart. You change my name. Forever free, I'm not the same. I thank the Master. I thank the Savior. I thank God. Pick me up. You turn me around, you place my feet on solid ground I thank the Master, I thank the Savior Because you healed my heart, you changed my name Forever free, I'm not the same I thank the Master, I thank the Savior I thank God I I thank the Master, I thank the Savior I thank God, I thank the Master, I thank the Savior, I thank God, thank you Lord, thank you God, you've got good plans for me, you've got good plans for me. You place my feet on solid ground. You don't play games with me, God. Surely goodness will follow me all the days of my life.
1: ashamed of needing a miracle because we're people, supernatural people. And we take the territory back that the enemy has stolen. So that creates or requires miraculous power. Now, we're going to go to that part of the song. Get ready, Rebecca. We're going to declare by faith, right? By faith. I know breakthrough is coming. Come on, some of you, you know, don't be, don't be all shy. The Lord says, come on, ask, seek, knock. He wants you to be persistent. Be the persistent widow to say, I'm not giving up. Come on, some of you, why are you giving up? The enemy wants you to give up. If he could just put enough circumstances, if he could just give you enough discouraging words, if he could just put enough obstacles in your way, then you give up. You go sit and have a pity party. Get out of the pity party and say, I'm not giving up. I know breakthrough is coming. By faith, not by sight, by faith, by faith. Now faith is a substance of things hoped for. It's substance. Faith is real. Faith is the substance of what you're hoping for. We need to declare that which is not as though it were. Do you understand? That's what faith does. It says, you know what? It may not have happened yet manifested in the physical realm. But it's breakthrough is coming in the spirit realm. It's already there for me. It's already there for me. Why? Because all the promises of God are yes in Christ. And to that we say, amen, that promise is for me. I believe that promise is for me. So by faith, I say breakthrough is coming. Come on, worship team. I
0: know breakthrough is coming. And it won't stop now. I know breakthrough is coming by faith. I see a miracle. My God made me a promise, and it won't. Promise that it won't stop now. I know breakthrough is coming by faith. I see a miracle. My God made me a promise that it won't stop.
2: So what is it that you need to break through for? You know, God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above what we imagine or ask, right? That's what scripture says. So if you need God to do something, I just want you to declare it to him. You're in an audience of one. You don't need to declare it to someone else. There is no one else you need to declare it to, but the Lord, you know, and it's interesting because in the Bible, there's a passage of scripture where Jesus confronts a man that needs a miracle. And he says these words. I believe, help my unbelief. Which seems like a, a contradiction of, of thought, right? I believe, but help what I don't believe. And what he was saying is, Lord, in myself I know I can't do it. But in you, God, all things are able to be accomplished. By faith, hum vishwase in Hindi, right? Si porfe in Spanish, right? Whatever language you want to speak it in, God wants you to put your faith not in yourself, but in him. So, Lord, right now, we come before you in that name that is above every name, the name that every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess, every situation and circumstance in our life, we yield over to you. God, we don't know how you do it, but we know that you are able to do exceedingly abundantly above what we imagine or ask lord i pray right now for those that are reaching out to you for health situations god may your holy spirit your name one of your names is jehovah rapha the god who brings healing lord we speak healing into those bodies we speak healing into bodies of even people that aren't here that we're lifting up them right now because they're are a need that we see lord i pray for work situations lord I pray for favor that you are the way maker, you are the one that opens doors that no human being can shut. And Father, we pray for those that are seeking employment, those that are seeking business ventures, those that have opportunities before them, Lord. May you be the way maker and open the door for them, Lord. And may they know that God is not their own talent, it's not their own ability, but it's the favor and the grace of the Almighty. And Father, we come before you right now. And we pray for family members, Lord, that need to come back to faith, Lord. I pray that, God, your spirit would draw them out of your loving kindness. That, Lord, that they would experience not the the wrath of God, which so many people think is a character of you. But, Lord, they would experience the goodness of God. They would experience the loving kindness of God. They would experience the forgiveness of God. And Lord, we pray the blessing of God upon our families, Lord. Lord, may you move in a powerful way in our homes, Lord. May you move in our relationships with our siblings, with our cousins, with our aunts and uncles, Lord. And may they experience the goodness of God right now, Lord. And may we not be ashamed to talk about the goodness of God to them. And, Lord, I pray for any other circumstance that we're reaching out to you, that, Lord, your Spirit would do what you called us to do, and that's to put trust in you. Lord, may we realize that the words of the Scripture that says that the Lord is great has great love and we will not be consumed, for his compassion never fails. And new every morning, great is your faithfulness. So, Lord, we just declare right now, over every circumstance, over every situation that we have burdening our heart, that your word says, cast your cares upon me. Because why? Because I care for you. So, Lord, we just declare that this morning. Now, let's sing that song one more time as a declaration of what we believe God is able to do this morning.
0: Present. a table that you've prepared for me in the presence of my enemies it's your body and your blood you shed for me this is how I find my battles sing that again like i'm surrounded but i'm surrounded by you it may look like i'm surrounded but i'm surrounded by you it may look like i'm surrounded but i'm surrounded by you it may look like i'm surrounded but i'm surrounded by you this is how i find my back. This is how I find my battles. This is how I find my battles. This is how this is how This is how I find my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I find my battles. This is how how they look and they look like I'm surrounded, but I'm By you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. This is how I find my battles. This is how I find my battles. This is how I fight my battles This is how This is how I fight This is how I find my battles. This is how I find my battles. This is how this is how I find my battles. This is how I, I find my battles. This is how I find my
1: battles. Fight my battles. Fight my battles. Right. the Holy Spirit is saying, you know what? I want you to be convinced. See so, you now. I want you to be convinced. You know, this song is based upon Psalms 23, a psalm of David. And if you can imagine the story that's in scripture about David going up against Goliath, remember he had nobody there to help him but God. The king didn't believe it. The Israelite army didn't believe it, but he had God. And he said, You know what? This is how I'm gonna fight my battle. He even declared. That he was going to take off the head of the Philistine, Goliath. But he had no sword in his hand. He had no sword. But he declared it. He said, I'm going to take off your head. And then he probably thought, I don't know. But he was confident. Not in himself. Come on, this this worship service is about breakthrough right now. It's about believing God for the miraculous. And David... Believe God for the miraculous. Nobody else around him. Some of you are saying, well, if this people, or if all these people will get on my side, if somebody would have my back, I'm telling you, God is your six. You know what that means? Pastor David taught me what that means. Do you all know what that means? God is your six. In the military terms, that means he's got your back. He's got your back. In military terms, He's got your back and you're in a battle. Now, you know what I like about that song? Is it describes what Psalms 23 says. That I'm gonna prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemy. And some of you are saying, why is God waiting so long to bring me my miracle? Why don't I have my victory? And the Lord's saying, because I'm preparing a table before you in the presence of your enemy because your victory is not just about your victory it's about my glory it's about my glory and I'm telling you and I'm gonna show people around you that said it could never happen that you're defeated that you're foolish for believing God I'm going to have them watching you so that when I prepare the table of victory they're gonna see you and they're gonna marvel and say how did that happen going to say, because he prepared a table before me, because I believed him. See, the Lord wants you to have, need a miracle. He wants you to have the the vacancy of having your own self-sufficiency or the world's answer. Fill it. Why? Because then he can come and fill it miraculously and say, now I'm going to glorify myself. The Lord is saying, be convinced. Be convinced. That word, be convinced. Be convinced. You're going to believe it before you see it. Some of you say, you know what? I'm struggling with that. Well, the Lord is saying, I want to convince you in the intimate times between you and Him before you see it manifested. And this is the thing. Some of us, say, okay, God, give me my miracle. But the thing is, then we want to move on our mosey on our way. And the Lord says, I'm going to give you miracle after miracle after miracle. Why? Because I'm going to keep your attention, my child. You're going to depend on me. You are a person of the supernatural. So right now, for some of us, some of you you saying it's been a long haul here. The Lord is saying, I'm preparing a table before you in the presence of your enemies. Whatever you're believing for, whatever miracle you need, quit complaining about needing a miracle. Woo! Quit complaining about needing a miracle. (laughs) This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles, come on! This is how I fight my
0: battles, come on! This is how I fight my battles Chao presence, pour your spirit out, pour your spirit out. We need a fresh wind, the fragrance of heaven, pour your spirit out. Power of your presence, pour your spirit out,
2: pour your spirit. Your spirit upon your sons and daughters. Father, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for the Holy Spirit, who lives and moves and is our being, Lord. And we thank you that we can gather here together to worship you and praise you. And we just acknowledge our need for you every single day. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You can be seated for a minute. You know, this morning when we were driving into church, I don't know if anyone else saw it, but we were driving up Santa Teresa and looked over towards the mountains. And the fog was just saturating the mountains. You couldn't even see the hills. And I was thinking about that because my undergraduate degree was in recreation and parks. I was going to be a park ranger, you know. And uh, my wife and I were tree huggers. We love trees, love planting trees, you know. Uh, but I was thinking about the redwoods and how how the redwoods are a lot like there's a, such a powerful spiritual lesson in them, you know, that six of the largest trees in the world Are in the state of California and they grow along the coast and what they do is they they receive from the air they receive the moisture from the fog that comes in you know that's what makes the the grapes here so good that's what makes the, the vegetables here in the valley so good you know all of those things and I was thinking about that about how in the spirit realm, the the world that we live in, even though we're physical people, we live in a spiritual place, right? And I was thinking about how, in scriptures, it tells us in the book of Colossians how we're to be uh, uh, continue in Him. In Colossians chapter two, verse six and seven, it talks about how we are to continue in Him, just as we receive Christ, we're supposed to continue in Him. And the word that's used in there in the original language is the word "meno" to remain. It means to stay in a place. And to be saturated by the presence of god and i was thinking about that with these trees you know the redwoods have more there's a more complex ecosystem in the redwoods than all of the amazons do you know that isn't it amazing it's when you actually study all of the different stratas of life that grow up on the high parts of the tree and i was thinking about that as far as as how do we press into the lord you know, because the Lord wants you to continually grow day, and day by day. It's not, a, it's not a one and done. It's not like the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, you know. Oh, I, I have the Lord. Now everything's good. I don't have to do anything. But he wants you to continue to grow in him. And I think one of the things that we have to do is, is, we like the Redwoods, they're always reaching up for more of the sun. You know, the same thing you and I need to do. We need to be in the presence of the Almighty. There's something happens to you and I when we're in the presence of the Lord. It changes things. I don't know about you, but do you, you ever come into church service someday and you got that funk on you? You know, you just like, I don't really want to be here. I don't want to. I. No, no, your pastors, we never get that. But you know, you come into the presence of the Lord and something happens. Why? Because where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. There's joy. There's peace. There's contentment, all of those things. And what happens is when you come into his presence, and you begin to raise your hands and worship him and sing joyfully to the Lord. It releases something in you because scripture says this. If I am lifted up, I will draw all mankind unto me. That's just not people coming to salvation. That's us that have the funk in our life that to be drawn into the presence of the Lord so he can bring us into his presence. And what we do, just like those trees, we reach up, but we also reach down the root system is the nutrient provider and we get we get solid in the lord by being in the word of god you know we will always be a bible-based church we will always be a church that emphasizes the scripture we'll always be a church that is encouraging you to get deeper in your knowledge and understanding of the word of god because faith comes by hearing and hearing by what by the word of god so what we want to do is we want to nurture that So we, we're we're going this way with the Lord We're going this way with the Lord And we're also cultivating And I think this is really, really important Cultivating an attitude of thanksgiving You know, there's something happens in you when you're thankful Well, you don't have what your neighbor has Well, thank God you don't have your, what your neighbor has Because you don't know all the stuff your neighbor has Because they're telling you one thing But they've got something else going on, right? Thank the Lord, and, and something happens in us. You know, there's if you want to really uh, deepen your understanding of what the Lord wants to do, take your Bibles and go to the book of Deuteronomy in the Old Testament and read the first portion of Deuteronomy chapter 28. It talks all about the blessings of the Lord. He's going to bless you in your goings, and he's going to bless you in your comings. He's going to bless you in the city. He's going to bless you in the country. He's going to bless your family. He's going to bless everything you do. You know, God's presence, when you're in the presence of the Lord, he can't help but bless his children. You know? We, we talk today's Father's Day, and we have Dad's root beer for everyone after service, you know, keep you healthy. But, uh, but I think of, as a grandfather, I'm a little bit different than I was as a father. You know, a father, you're more concerned about guiding me. But I think God's almost like a heavenly grandfather. He just wants to bless his children. He just wants to bless you in all the things that He has for you. You know, He, he you know, so many times we look at God as this dictatorial God, but really He says, you know, I just want to bless you. I want to bless you in everything you do. I want to bless you in in all of your your relationships and everything that you do. And that comes from acknowledging His presence. So, Father, right now we just come before you. And, Lord, we ask that you would just move upon your sons and daughters today. Lord, you have something very special for us today. You have something very beautiful for us beautiful for us today. And, Father, I pray that your anointing would just continue through flowing through the rest of this service. We thank you that we can lift up your name through worship. But, God, I pray as we begin to open the word of God today, that it'll be a a deep, deep blessing. We'll have roots like the redwoods that spread wide and, 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 and grow. We grow, uh, based upon our understanding of your word. And then we reach up and we glorify you with everything that we do. And father, we just thank you for that in Christ's precious name. Amen. Amen. Aren't you glad you're in the presence of the Lord today? Aren't you glad the Lord is good to you? You know, God is so good. Well, welcome. We're glad you're here this morning. If you're a guest or visitor, uh, in the pew back in front of you, there's a little communication card. If you want to give us your information, we'll pray for you. If you want something else for us to pray about, write it on there. If you don't get our, we get a, a Friday newsletter we put out every uh, Friday that tells you a lot of things. And one of the things that we have, we have tons of summer events coming on. And uh, today is the first day in 14 or 15 months you got one of these. We'll give you something to remind you to pray for. Uh, if you didn't get one, how, did anyone not get one of these? Okay, uh, they're in the in the foyer if you need one. Uh, but today we're going to have after service. Uh, we have ice cold Dad's root beer. My tradition. I think it's been nine years now we've done this, or eight years. We're going into our our tenth year as your pastor. Do you believe that? Wow, that's crazy, isn't it? God's good. See, I worked in universities, and after 10 years, you're tenured. You can't get rid of us, okay? So, (laughs) Uh, but we have some great things going on. If you don't get our weekly newsletter, uh, sign up for that. Just give us your email, print it clearly, and we'll make sure you get that. There's great things going on. It talks all about the gatherings we have. We have this Wednesday is the last for the women's and the men's this two more weeks okay my bad
1: the uh, end
2: of june end of june we we take a break for the summer but we still have life groups youth group is doing a ton of stuff this summer and we we want you to uh, be plugged in with that also if you don't get your uh newsletter you won't know we have daily devotionals that come out pastor Lynn and i both do one uh she is much more attractive than i am so we have her with video and uh mine's in writing And it's a day, right now we're going through Ephesians. Uh, Pastor Lynn is going through a, a whole series on deepening your faith in the Lord. And that's a great way for you to plug in to find out more about God's word for you, okay? Another thing we have going on is uh, on this Friday, we have the Tongues of Fire service. We have It's going to be at 8 o'clock. It's, it's going to go to whenever we're done. We're going to have our partners in India and Lebanon and different parts. Teen Challenge is going to be here. It's going to be a great service. Just a time where we're not encumbered by the clock, and we can just really press in and have a great time with the Lord. So if you're free... Uh, come, enjoy it, just bask in the presence, and we're having the Sons of Thunder speaking. So if you want to know who they are, you got to show up to find out. It's going to be a blessing for you today, uh, for this weekend, okay? And then, oh, I didn't see Matthew. You're supposed to do the announcements today? Uh, you could do him second service, brother, sorry. I didn't see you there in your mask. Your beautiful face covered with your mask. Happy Father's Day, his first Father's Day, by the way. How many of you like July 4th? Parade Day, we're having the ice cream truck here, too, by the way. We're going to have the local ice cream vendor here. He's going to be here both after first service, so you can have, like, life is short. I have a, a thing in my kitchen. Life is short, start with dessert, so that's what we're going to do. Before you have lunch, you can have an ice cream cone on us. We're going to bless you with that, get you fat and happy, and then send you out to get lunch, okay? Uh, Another thing we have coming up in August, our dear sister Cecile Benz went to be with the Lord, and they're going to be having a memorial service for her here on the 21st. Uh, I don't know, Danny and Kim, uh, I put a thing on uh, the facebook for the uh, first assembly there's some beautiful comments you need to read about your mom there danny uh but we're gonna have a celebration of her life uh here come and celebrate with us if you don't get our uh, sermons or you're out of town you want to get our sermons you can listen to those online and then our missionaries we, we you know we're talking about miracles today and how god has done some amazing miracles in this house you know we were sitting around talking the other day with our, our son and daughter-in-law and talking about how God has done so many absolute miracles in this house. You know, you were sitting in a place where God flows supernaturally. You're just, and I'm not just saying that, the, 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 the litany of things that God has done, the pews you're sitting on, the carpeting that you're on the roof that you're under, the air conditioning you're enjoying, everything that God's done, the churches that we've built overseas, the partners that we've had. And you know what? God is not done doing miracles. And we need to keep trusting him and believing him. And I want to encourage you that God has got some great things going on. One of the missionary partners that we have, we want you to pray for this week is the Stanford University Chi Alpha. You know, Stanford University is a world-class school. People in that school are, are doing things all over the world. And there's a, a group that has been there for over 25 years teaching the cream of the cream in universities. I know Berkeley would disagree with that, right? Berkeley grad? I don't know. Any Berkeley grads here? I rejected. it. You know? But it's a great school, and they're doing great things for God. And they have young men and women that are... Being filled with the Spirit and being challenged to do great things for God. And we want to pray for them that God will just continue to bless that ministry. You know, we have, I think, 29, 30 ministry partners that we support. This is one of them. So I want you to pray for them this week. Can you do that? And if you don't know how to pray for them, just grab that little uh bulletin and say, Lord, bless them. So let's pray, Father. We're gonna pray for the offering as well as the ushers come. If you have a, a prayer request or anything, you want to drop your communication card in the offering, feel free to do that. Father, we come before you this morning, Lord, and we bless this offering. We bless each gift and giver. I pray, Father, that there will be a uh, special blessing upon the offering today, that, God, it will be used to extend your kingdom. I pray for each person, no matter what they give, Lord, that you would bless it and multiply it. I pray that as they're faithful in sowing into you and your kingdom, that you'll be faithful to sow into them. And Lord I pray that we as a church would continue to be good stewards of these resources. Lord, these are not this is not this money's not our money. It's your money and we are going to give account of how we use it. And I pray that you would bless every single penny, every single dime, every single dollar, every single $10, every $100 bill, everything, Lord. Bless it for the establishment of your kingdom. In Christ's name we ask. Amen. God bless you as you give.
0: are burning, like ashes in the wind. So so long to my old friends, burning in bitterness. You can just keep it moving, now you ain't welcome here. From now till I'll walk streets of gold. I'll sing about You saved my soul. This wayward son has found his way back home. And You pick me up, You turn me around, You place my feet on solid ground. I thank the Master. I thank the
1: Savior. I thank God. For showing up on Father's Day. Just want to let you know, I know that sometimes um, things get in our way to get here, and certain kinds of holidays like this uh, can get in our way. But you know what? I'm glad you're prioritizing the house of the Lord. You're going to be blessed today. Today, I just feel like the Lord said, You're my translator. You know, Friday, this coming Friday, you got to be there. If you can be here on 8 8 p.m., This Friday, you're going to be so blessed. You're going to be so fired up. You're going to leave this place walking on water. That's how you're going to leave this place. And the thing is this, you know, uh, Rayma, she uh, translates for us for our Hindi crowd, which is online, and they're live with us online. And uh, I was just thinking about her, how she watches, you know, me when I'm preaching, how that she listens very carefully. and She does her best to translate it accurately and i said the lord was speaking to me and says today just be my translator okay so that's what i'm doing I, you know and i actually in preparing this message today i got so blessed i said if nobody shows up i'm going to preach it to myself that's how it was yeah. <laughs> know what that's the way it is okay today i'm going to talk to you about the unshakable kingdom say why are you up there pastor lynn it's it's uh father's day i know i'm giving my husband a rest and you're gonna if you come on friday you're gonna have three men of god preaching and pastor david's gonna be hosting so you can um postpone the the men's message for you it's not just for men but men preaching um this friday however today i want to talk to you about the unshakable kingdom We have received an unshakable kingdom. You know, we've been over the last, I don't know, 15, 16 months, whatever, and it's like the globe has been shook, right? So many things, not just the pandemic, but so many things, just shaking people, shaking people. You know, I was listening to the news. I try to listen to it randomly, not consistently, just because it can be so negative or discouraging or, you know, whatever. And uh, so there was this UFO sightings, UFO sightings by, um, I believe it was the Air Force, so without, you know, UFO sightings. So they're interviewing people. I just cracked up when I listened to this. So they're interviewing people about, what do you think about these UFO sightings? As one guy says, you know what? Those UFO sightings have shook my world, have caused me to question my religion, has caused me to question this. And then I thought to myself... You know what? We've received a kingdom that can't be shaken. Does a UFO sighting going to cause to shake your belief in everything else? I mean, does the fact that Pluto is no longer a planet? I don't know if Pluto knows it way out there, but we think so now. The fact that science says that one of the big phrases this year follow the science. But the only problem with that, science keeps changing. <laughs> That's what I love about it. It's the science says one thing and then three months later, then six months later, and then a year later. The science keeps changing because they're just trying to figure it out. See, because they're shook by the unknown. They're shook because they are looking at the physical realm. They're shook because their dependence is upon the physical realm. The things that they know But see, we have received an unshakable kingdom. I'm going to talk to you about that today. You know, a few weeks ago, uh, the leaders, the life group leaders and the leadership of the main ministries, we gathered together in preparing for launching into our new season, the COVID light season. I'd like to say that, COVID light Not that that's not funny, but COVID light, meaning going into, you know, you know, a more normalized situation. So we got together and I had something to speak to them about, you know, the importance of gathering, the importance of small groups, the importance of accountability, all those things. But the Lord, within the first worship song, the Lord said, we're switching this up. You're going to do it differently. You're going to get everybody in the middle. Men, women separately, two groups, put each one in the middle, and they're going to declare what their new name is going into that new season. So we did that, and actually it lasted the whole time, hours, hours. It was a lot of fun. Those of you that were there, it was great, right? We got renewed. You know, Holy Spirit spoke, his really awesome time. I was the last one. I didn't even think, you know, when you're a leader, a lot of times you don't think about you being in the middle. You're kind of caring for everyone else. And so at the end, I believe it was Inez said, hey, Pastor Lynn, what about you? You haven't gotten in the middle. Well, I hadn't even thought about my new name, what the Holy Spirit was speaking to me. I was thinking about what the Holy Spirit was speaking to everybody else. And so all of a sudden I said, okay, well, I'm stepping in. What shall I say? And I said, mover and shaker, mover and shaker. That's the only thing that came to me, mover and shaker. And, you know, they prayed over me, they talked about, you know, prophesied over me, you know, this is going to be an epicenter for change, epicenter for impact. You know, some prophetic words about being a person who shakes the house so that the fruit comes forth, different things. Really a powerful time. I will not forget that word. But it caused me to think about us receiving an unshakable kingdom. And yet, as humans, we get shook. We do get shook. Things happen and it shakes us. Maybe it's some unexpected event. Maybe it's a financial problem. Maybe it's the unknown, the fear of the unknown, the fear of the future. What's going to happen? Maybe God's asking you to go into new territory. Maybe you're forced to go into something new and it shakes you. It causes you to feel shaken. See, the Lord says, and we're going to read that scripture in a minute. He's given us an unshakable kingdom. I'm going to talk to you about that. But there is a purpose for our shaking. And some of those purposes is, you know, have you ever had to wake somebody up? I wake up my husband almost every morning. I don't shake him hard. But I always say, honey, time to get up. Just shake him gentle because he's going to make my coffee. Can't do my field to the brim without coffee. I'm not in the, <laughs> I have no Holy Spirit fullness without my coffee. I'll talk in the flesh. So I shake him gently. You know, a lot of times the Lord allows us to be shook to be awakened, we can kind of go get asleep sleep at the wheel of our life. We can get on autopilot. Like, you know what, I'm just going to keep, I don't want anybody, I don't want anything to cause me to feel uncomfortable. I'm on autopilot and I'll do anything possible to make my life comfortable enough so I can sit in a lazy boy chair in my autopilot. It's funny because while we were driving here, speaking of lazy boy chairs, you know, the uh, Morgan Hill July 4th parade's a big deal in Morgan Hill. You know how I know that? I don't live in Morgan Hill. I live in Gilroy, but because when I drive in, there's already chairs lined up for this global parade where the globe is going to be watching this parade. You know, a little sarcasm there, but but this is the thing. That's fine. You know, they they want their spot. But I saw today a lazy boy recliner. Yeah. Yeah, right down there, ready for the parade. They know it's not going to rain, so they pulled out their lazy boy. So there we go, you know. But the fact is this, we have to be shook sometimes to be awakened. And this year, I hope that you've been awakened to some things. We've also, as humans, we get shook because, did you know shaking actually can produce growth? And strength and productivity. Pastor David is talking about the trees and the, and, you know, plants and trees. And, and a house plant, I don't know if any of you have a green thumb. I actually do not have a green thumb. But did you know that a house plant, if you actually give it a gentle shake now and then, it stimulates growth in that plant. And it causes the stems to grow thicker and stronger. Because it mimics the wind, that shaking to create growth and strength. Shaking fruit trees. Fruit trees actually produce more fruit when they're shook. It's interesting how even God has in his world, created world, that concept. You know, shaking actually sometimes is for the purpose of getting rid of the old thing. Getting rid of the old thing that's weighing you down doesn't belong there anymore. You know, in an eagle, you know the concept of uh, when they molt, molting? Some of you know more about this than me. But molting, when they're getting rid of their old feathers... It's a sense of, and and how do you know a bird is molting? A lot of times they're itching themselves. They're molting. They're getting rid of the old thing. Why? Because those old feathers will weigh them down. Actually, an eagle, when it's old, it purposefully flies as close to the sun as it can to burn away the mist over its eyes and over its old feathers. And then what it does is that the eagle then plunges three times into the water. And what that does is it renews the eagle's strength. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as what? Eagles. You say, well, I feel like I've gotten some burning Getting rid of stuff in my life, things that are being removed. You know what the Lord is saying? I am removing them. I'm shaking I'm allowing you to be shook over this time to remove so that they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall walk and not grow weary. They shall run and not faint. That's what he wants for his people. The shaking. This year has been a year of shaking. And the Lord has allowed the shaking. Did you hear me? The Lord has allowed the shaking. But it isn't for the harm of his children. It's for the good of his children to say, wake up. I'm strengthening my church. I'm getting rid of the stuff that doesn't belong there. So that you can mount up with wings like eagles. So that you can walk and not grow weary. So you shall can run and not grow faint. Last time I preached, I talked about us being hurdlers. We hurdle. We run over obstacles. See, the thing is this. That shaking causes us to throw away every weight that gets in our way so that we can run the race. That shaking. And then the Lord says, oh, I have given to you a kingdom, however, that cannot be shaken. So we change as the Lord is shaking us, getting rid of stuff, awakening us, strengthening us. But I've given to you a kingdom that is not, cannot be shaken. Hebrews 12, 26. Let's read that. And his voice shook the earth then. But now he has promised saying, yet once more I will shake not only the earth, but also the heaven. This expression, yet once more, denotes the removing of those things which can be shaken. Removing of those things which can be shaken as of have created things so that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we receive a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us show gratitude by which we may offer to God an acceptable service with reverence and awe for our God is a consuming fire. I'm going to explain to you what he's talking about here. See, Paul's referring to Mount Sinai. He's first referring to when Moses comes down from the mountain, giving the law, giving the law through Moses. And when he did that, it was a momentous event for the people. It was earth shaking for that vicinity. It was an awesome time. God was establishing his people. He was giving them the law to establish and preserve the people. What was the purpose of God preserving the people of Israel? Is for the Messiah to come through his people to be the savior of the world. So he's referring to this. But then he says, you know what? There is a greater earth shattering event that has happened. Because when Jesus came with the gospel, it didn't just shake the vicinity. It shook heaven and earth. It shook the universe. Because Jesus came to bring a new order to things. Jesus came to complete things. Jesus came to reestablish things. Jesus came and changed the order of things. Okay, let me let me break this down. See, when Jesus came, he came to cause us, give us the right and privilege to become children of God. See, every person, that, and I'm going to talk to some of you may feel really uncomfortable with this because you might have Listened a lot to what the world has said, but every person as we know is made in the image of God. Correct? Yes. Scripture says that every person is made in the image of God. Every person is created by God, but not every person is a child of God. Oh, Pastor Lynn are you sure well, let me read Colossians one16 and this is establishing that God created everyone and actually even in some of the things that are happening currently about who's the boss of me my body is rejecting creation rejecting the creator, right? Colossians 1 16 for in him all things were created things in heaven and on earth visible and invisible whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities All things have been created through him and for him. Okay All things were created humans were made in the image of God However, you cannot enter the kingdom of God unless you are born again Correct Correct. We know that because that's what John 3 7 says But John also speaks, John 1, 12 and 13. Listen. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. He he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or husband's will, but born of God. We have to be born again to be a child of God. Because this is the thing. A child of God has a certain type of relationship with Father God. That's the thing. A child of God has a recognition of their father. A child of God has an inheritance. There is no inheritance outside of being a child of God. See, you are, people, everyone's created by God. But what happened when sin came into the world, it broke that. See, Scripture describes the, the estrangement between humans and God in a lot of different ways. It talks about being spiritually dead. That's one way they, they talk about it. Being lost, being a foreigner, being an alien to God. And when Jesus came, he was a reestablishing an order. He was reestablished. He was redeeming. He was reordering something. He was saying, I'm going to let people step back into the position that was God's intention of being a son and daughter of God. And Jesus, in his work on the cross, opened himself, shed his blood and died and was resurrected so that he can redeem and, we can, us, and re, we can receive by believing in his name, being a child of God. And as a result of that, we have way more than just eternal life. We have eternal life, but we have way more. Because when you receive Christ, that moment... Sometimes it feels super significant and powerful in that moment of faith where you just repeat after me and you receive Jesus as your Savior. At that moment, he places his Holy Spirit in you and you share in his glory. You become super natural. You have the DNA of your father. See, you know, Father's Day, paternity test. The paternity test on you says he's your father because you have the Holy Spirit in you. The glory of God is in you. You know, Paul in this writing, he's referring to you being a temple or he's referring to the prophet Haggai talking about the glory of God filling the temple, but the glory of the latter house will be greater than the glory of the former house. Let me read that to you. This is all a part of what Paul is referring to when he's talking about an unshakable kingdom. Haggai 2, 6, and 9. Okay, stay with me here. This is what the Lord Almighty says. In a little while, I will once more shake the heavens and the earth, the sea and the dry land. I will shake all nations. And what is desired by all nations will come. Who is that? Jesus. And I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord Almighty. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, declares the Lord Almighty. The glory of this present house will be greater than the glory of the former house, says the Lord Almighty. And in this place, I will grant peace, declares the Lord Almighty. He's prophesying something here. He is saying that the Messiah is going to come and he's going to bring his glory. And it's going to be greater than what the glory that filled the physical temple. And that glory that Jesus brings is going to dwell in you. It's going to dwell in you. That's what it's about. The glory of God dwells in his children. Let's look at scripture. 6 John 17, 22. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. Colossians 1.27. For God wanted them to know that the riches and glory of Christ are for you Gentiles too. And this is the secret. This is the secret. Christ lives in you. That's the secret. That's what the enemy didn't know. That's what shook The universe, when Jesus died on the cross, that now Christ lives in you. Come on, we're going to get somewhere today. Okay. And this gives you the assurance of sharing his glory. 2 Corinthians 3.18, and we who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory are being transformed into his likeness with ever increasing Glory, which comes from the Lord, who's the spirit. In other words, as Paul writes, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You are the ladder. You are the ladder temple. the greater glory is in now in you because Jesus came and he reestablished the order that was intended for the Garden of Eden, but was lost, given away because of sin And now Jesus comes back to reestablish that order. And Jesus came and he shook the order in order to reestablish the original order. Jesus doesn't. He's a mover and a shaker. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. He's a mover and a shaker. So those who are in relationship to Jesus, his children would carry the glory. Now, we would carry his glory. Let me just th- say this: His kingdom is about bringing his presence. See, Scripture says, Luke 17:21, Jesus says about his kingdom, he's still on earth here. He's talking to his followers, his disciples. And he says, Luke 17:21, it's not on the slide, but you'll just have to write it down. Nor will people say, look, here it is, or there it is, talking about the kingdom of God. For you see the kingdom of God is in you. Two translations, is in your midst, which meant Jesus was there, or in you. The kingdom of God is in you. Now, so Jesus says that. This is not a kingdom where you go, there it is there it is oh good that person's elected oh good that's happened oh good this that no the kingdom of god is where for his followers it's in you and so we find that because it's in you that jesus when he redeemed us he gave us power and authority to be his emissaries his ambassadors his representatives for his kingdom reestablishing what was lost in the garden see jesus was reestablishing the original plan of the garden the people who were made in god's image god's image humans were made in God's image and they were only under the rule of God. In the garden, humans were only under the rule of God and they were to exercise what God had commissioned them to do. Let me just talk about that for a minute. So Jesus brings this original, back the original plan, the restore, the redeemed place. Genesis 1 27 and 28 i'm going to break this down a little bit so god created mankind in his own image in the image of god he created them male and female he created them god blessed him and said to them be fruitful and increase in number fill the earth and subdue it rule this is what god says about humanity now i want you to think a little bit because a lot of times we miss this who was moses writing to when he wrote genesis He was writing to Israel. Israel had come out of Egypt. Israel was in the desert, and he was teaching Israel who they were. Because Israel, the people thought that they were slaves. Because they had been slaves all their lives. Actually, for generations, they had been slaves. And now, Moses is teaching them about God. And when Moses writes through the Holy Spirit that they were made in the image of God, do you know what he was saying? He was saying that they are kings and queens because in their mentality, humans, only humans made in the image of God, were kings and queens. They came from a polytheistic world. This is really important. This is really important. He's explaining to Israel what their identity is. He was telling them they were meant to be kings and queens. In other words, they were meant to have royalty. They were royalty in the cosmic world. Like, "Uh oh, they were royalty in the cosmic world to function in power and authority representing god's power and authority not doing it themselves not doing their own thing but representing the cultural understanding at that time was they had a slave mentality and a slave mentality is that people rule over me people take advantage of me The circumstances around me rule over me. But Moses is saying, you are made in the image of God for you to function in power and authority. That's why the the scripture says you, you will rule. You will have dominion. Okay. Now remember what happens here is this gets lost, right? This gets stolen. This through deception, through sin. Let me just say something else about Genesis. See the the way that Genesis was written was for the audience of the Israelites and when, when uh, Moses writes Genesis he talks about how God created right? God created God labored and then what happens on the seventh day God does what? He rests and according to scripture Genesis 2 2 and 3 it says this By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing so. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it, he rested from all work of creating that he had done. Now, the concept of rest was understood as a place of the tabernacle or the temple. So when Moses is telling them, and God rested... He was saying the place, the dwelling place of Eden before the fall of man, the dwelling place or God's intended dwelling place for man and God was a holy place like the temple. It was like the center of the, it was the temple of the cosmos in a sense. That's what he's saying. He's saying you dwelt in. In that temple of the cosmos, humanity dwelt in that place with God. Because when He talks about resting, now here's another thing: the viewpoint, and actually this is very uh, this is very common in the the old text uh, regarding c- the creation story, how the world came to being outside of Christianity or the Jewish religion, and it talks generally. Other religions talk about creation, but they talk about a pantheon or many gods. And humans were created to be enslaved to gods. Like if you research, you'll find this is true. Humans were created to be enslaved. So humans would work for God, the gods, be enslaved to them. That's the mentality, okay? So remember, he's writing to them. That's the mentality. But in this text, God creates. God works. And then he says, I've given you this beautiful place. Now you go make it fruitful for you. And Adam and Eve's job was to sustain the order. That God had established because they were his emissaries. They were his ambassadors. What was Adam and Eve's job to sustain the order? They were not to be like slaves. They were just to sustain the order and produce fruitfulness for themselves, for themselves. And it's interesting because as we know the story, what does the enemy do? He comes in and he deceives them. He has them step out of God sustaining the order. Or out of humans supposed to be sustaining God's order. He wants them to step out of that. The enemy does. Why? Because he's jealous of them in a sense. And so he deceives them. So they step outside of God. And as a result, they fall from grace. They fall into sin. And they are severed. They spiritually die. They spiritually die. And the enemy steals that authority. This is what you need to know, okay? And we know that he steals their royalty or at least... A part of it because the enemy is even referred to in Ephesians 2.2 as the prince of the power of the air. Okay, now what did I tell you? I told you that when you they were told that they were made in the image of God, their understanding was that's, that's royalty. The only people that are made in the image of God are royalty. And now they have toppled into sin and now the enemy is called what the prince of the air but this is the good news jesus came and he's all, I'm gonna shake this order i'm gonna shake it now i'm gonna redeem it now he came to redeem our royalty because what are we we are the children of god we are the children of god that's why If you remember the story, when Jesus sends out the 70, remember, sends out the 70, says, I've given you power and authority, go out, heal the sick. What is what happens when they come back? Luke 10, 18. They come back saying it happened. We had that power and authority that you gave us. We functioned in that. We had domination over those things. And Jesus said, I saw Satan falling from heaven why because he was redeeming our royalty our authority he was reordering things come on let's step into it some of you here don't know who you are in christ and that's why this word is so important jesus redeemed our royalty. And it took a shaking of the universe. That's why when Jesus died on the cross, the veil was torn. Matthew twenty-seven fifty-one says this. At that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. Then the earth shook. He was redeeming something. Because you just don't have authority here. You have authority even in heavenly realms, right? Okay, come on. See, this is what happened. Jesus died. He says, I'm going to redeem so that the greater glory comes to dwell in you. The greater glory. The greater glory for my children. And so when he died on the cross and the earth even shook. This is what happened. Colossians two fourteen and 15. Having canceled the debt ascribed to us in the decrees that stood against us. He took it away, nailing it to the cross and having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. He did that for you. Don't you know who you are? Who you are through the blood of Jesus. You're a child of God. You're royalty. You are royalty. That's what happened. That was the shaking so he can bring you. An unshakable kingdom that lives in you. Christ in you. I could be shook because of all kinds of things. But when I dwell and say Christ in me. I can never be shaken. Ooh, Jesus. And what did that do for you? Well God has placed everything under Christ's feet. 1 Corinthians 15 27, As a result. For he has put everything under his feet. Now when it says that. Everything has been put under him. It is clear that this does not include God himself who put everything under Christ. Remember what I said. We are emissaries of, of the Father God, right? Through Christ. But what else happened to us as a result of the cross? He seated us in Heavenly places. Ephesians 2, 6. And God raised us up with Christ. We were dead. We were a foreigner. We were an alien. But he has raised us up with Christ. And seated us with him. In the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. You're seated there. You're a child of God. You're royalty. You have power and authority. Come on. You know what? You are God's chosen people. You know what? Scripture says a lot about the blessings of God in Deuteronomy. But you know what? Part of that blessing that's spoken out in Deuteronomy was according to if you obey the law, if you obey the commands. But did you know that those blessings in Deuteronomy are yours? Because Scripture tells us now that it's not about the external law. It's about the law. Uh, According to Hebrews 10, 16, this is the covenant I will make with them. After that time, I will put my laws in their heart and I will write them on their minds. So now as a result of Christ in us, now we have that in us and we can walk as the children of God with the blessings of God. Just like it says in Deuteronomy, he has set you high above the nations. Deuteronomy 28, 1. If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully follow all his commands I give you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth." your enemies will be defeated and scattered in seven directions. Deuteronomy 28, 7, the Lord will grant that the enemies who rise up against you will be defeated before you. They will come at you from one direction, but flee from you in seven. You are no longer the tail, but the head. Deuteronomy 28, 13, the Lord will make you the head, not the tail. If you pay attention to the commands of the Lord your God that I give you this day and carefully follow them, you will always be at the top never at the bottom these are your promises these are your promises as the children of god now you have the authority to bind and loose you have the authority to bind and loose matthew 16 18 and 19 now listen this is when after peter declares that jesus is the messiah and jesus says to them and I tell you that you are Peter and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. Who is the church? We are the church. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Don't misunderstand this. We are emissaries of him. It's not whatever we want. It's whatever he wants. It's whatever he wants. Remember, Adam and Eve were to represent, sustain the order that God had established. Had God had established. And now, with Christ in us, now we go about the work of Christ. His kingdom is in us, and we go about doing his work, not our own thing. That's why it's so important we have the mind of Christ. That's what's so important. We're filled with the Holy Spirit. Too many people trying to bind and loose in their own flesh. No, we bind and loose what's according to heaven, what's according to the presence of God, what's according to the ways of God. This is the truth. Now the prince of the air has no authority over us. We now have the authority to bind and loose what heaven wants for us and what heaven doesn't want for us. We have that authority. We have the kings of the kingdom. And his kingdom is built on Jesus Christ in you. The kingdom is in you. Say, so, well, people misunderstand what the kingdom of God is. Yeah, they do. Let's go back to what Jesus said. He came to establish. It's not up here. Sorry to tell you. Luke 4, 18 and 19. Jesus came. And he said, I'm going to establish my kingdom. He He declared himself as the Messiah when he went into the synagogue. And he opened up the scroll. And he quoted isaiah and he said the spirit of the lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor he has sent me to proclaim freedom to the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind to set the oppressed free to proclaim the year of the lord's favor and then he said today the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing And so Christ in you. You ever wonder what the kingdom is about? Well, it's not about man-made kingdom. It's about his kingdom. And what are we supposed to be doing? I'm here to proclaim the good news. Poor Poor economically, poor spiritually, poor relationally, poor in any way that you are, uh, you have good news. The good news of Jesus Christ. I'm here to proclaim freedom to the prisoners. I'm going to tell you as long as there are people captive, we are to proclaim pr- the freedom to the prisoner. And it's not maybe. It's yes, amen. Freedom to the prisoner. Recovery is sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free. That's what we're about. That's what Jesus sent out the 70 to do. When Satan falls from heaven, he falls from his place and authority in your life when you function in the power of the Holy Spirit. Do you understand me? You crush Satan's head when you function in power and authority. I can't do it for you you got to do it for you. You are a child of God. You are royalty. Quit thinking like a slave. You are no longer a slave. Jesus came and he said, I defeated it all for you. Now walk in it. Believe it. That's who you are. That's who you are. And know how he brings that revelation to us? He shakes us. He awakens us. He strengthens us. He gets rid of the stuff that we depend on. You know what's interesting about that scripture? In Hebrews chapter 12. The silver is mine. The gold is mine. Why are you depending upon the self? Some of you are crying about silver and gold when I have given to you an unshakable kingdom. The silver and the gold, oh, how many Christians. Oh, <laughs> the silver and gold is mine. But I've given you something way better than that. I've reestablished you as a child of God. I've reestablished you as royalty. I have given to you power and authority with an assignment. Now walk in it. Quit thinking like a slave. Quit reacting like a slave. Quit letting the enemy try to deceive you and make you think that you're a slave and he has the power and authority. Well, he doesn't. He doesn't. Unless, like Adam and Eve, you give it to Him. Unless you give it to Him. Let me finish with this. Worship team, come on up. <sighs> Pastor David and I were watching a detective show. We like detective shows. And we were relaxing. It's kind of the pre-go-to-bed detective show. So it's not super like intense, really. But the last night, just last night... The detective show was about this man who would captivate women and create such a deception in their minds that they were his captives that he would not have to prevent them or put them in any sort of restraint physically. So they could, if they wanted to, leave the apartment. They could, if they wanted to, go to a job. Because the captivity he had them under was in their mind. It was the deception that everything that he told them would happen. All the fears, he cultivated fears in them. So that they believed what he said, so they remained captive to him. So when the detectives brought him in, he said, listen, I didn't hold them captive. They could leave any time they want. I didn't lock the door. They're not chained up. They could leave any time they want. See, And so they couldn't arrest him. And I thought, oh, that's what the enemy does, doesn't he? If He can convince you you're captive to something, that He has more power and authority than you do, then we don't walk out and function in our authority. When you're royalty. When Jesus said, I did this for you. I think we minimize what Jesus did on the cross. And I think we minimize who we are on this earth. And you know who helps us do that? The enemy. Oh, if I could just get you to think small about you. And listen, if you think small about you, then you're going to think really small about other people or what you can do to help them set prisoners free. You'll think really small because you lack confidence because you don't know who you are. Moses writes to Israel, you're not slaves. You may have been told you're slaves, You may have been cultivated like you were slaves by the enemy. But you're not a slave. You're royalty. And Jesus came and said. To as many who would receive me. You can be my children. And you get all of the inheritance. (laughs) That's it. We didn't have to do anything. We just had to go, okay, I'm in it. But some of us lack the revelation of what that actually means. And so in our daily life, we function as slaves. We function in fear. We function weighed down with stuff that the Lord says, I want to shake this off of you so that you walk confidently in the unshakable kingdom that i have given to you and that unshakable kingdom is my work on the cross that's the unshakable kingdom the secret was christ in you the enemy didn't know that was the secret because he thought it was over for us because the enemy doesn't understand grace Jesus says, grace brought to you being a child of God kingdom of God in you and what you do is you bring his presence to this earth set the captives free set the captives free recovery of sight for the blind they're blind, spiritually blind stumbling over things. Year of Jubilee, you're free. Your debt has been paid, as Colossians says, and he canceled your debt. And he said, come on now. Come on now. Come on now. You can walk in it now. Because I canceled the debt that the enemy had against you. It's canceled. I want you to stand. I want, if I'm going to build a muscle Christian and a muscle church for the nations, you got to know who you are. You got to know who you are. So, well, I'm afraid, Pastor Lynn, if people start thinking they're royalty, they're gonna all be proud and high and mighty. Well, if they listened, we're in submission, aren't we? What did Adam and Eve do? They stepped outside of that and they lost it. We're representatives of him. Jesus. Christ in you the DNA of the Abba Father is in you because of Christ and you are royalty you know it's the enemy that wants you to walk around in fear and intimidation he wants you to walk around like that and they returned to Jesus saying Demons submitted to us in your name. In your name. And Jesus said, and I saw Satan falling down, the prince of the air falling down because you function in your power and authority. Why are we depending upon? The kingdoms of this world. Why are we depending upon. Silver and gold. When he's given you something even greater than that. Holy Spirit. I just pray this word. When God was giving me this word this week. I was just like crying. Oh if people. People his children would get the revelation of who they are. The enemy doesn't want you to walk in that revelation. There's even been people in pulpits that want you to walk around as slaves and defeated that somehow you will never get victory until you see Jesus in heaven. And Jesus wants you to have victory here and now. Why? Because I'm going to put a table before you in the presence of your enemies see and I'm going to show you what I can do let us just receive this word right now let this word take root in you has there been areas in your life that you have talked like a slave thought like a slave functioned like a slave when the Lord says I have given to you Power. I have reordered things by my work on the cross. I shook the universe for you to reorder it. Now walk in it. Come on. This has everything to do with how you're going to think about something later on this week. Let the truth set you free. Let's let's sing this song. i <muchos> says reside is different than visit visit means it's going to go it's going to stay a little bit and it's going to go reside make its place in you a dwelling place in you you say pastor Lynn well of course you can do this or whatever you know but what about my life let this word reside reside in you make a dwelling place in you you are a child of God and it doesn't stop there with just a recognition there is now a new person that you are as a result don't live under what god has for you you are no longer the tail you are the head right you are no longer below you are above and that revelation needs to be in you so that when you experience life circumstances and you say well the circumstance tells me i am below and not above the situation tells me that I am the tail not the head but you know what you do and say well that's the physical but you know what you do you get in the spirit and you say you know what Lord teach me teach me how to be the head not the tail teach me Lord teach me you know what this house is a miraculous house it's so miraculous you know Pastor David mentioned we've been going on our 10th year and there are so many miracles that the Lord has done and there's been times When I said, Lord, in the physical, it looks like I'm going down. And the Lord said, get on your face before me and see with my eyes. Hear with my ears. And that's what it means to be a child of God. You have his DNA in you. And it's not just for a church service. It's for wherever He places your foot. Wherever He has given you the realm of influence. It's for your daily life. He wants you to walk in it. He wants you to walk in it. I'm going to pray that over you right now. Some of you, I just really feel like the enemy tries to really compete for your ear compete for your thoughts and the Lord is saying we need to sever that we need to sever that old way of thinking we need to close the porthole of listening to what the enemy says about who you are and even what you are capable of doing we sever that Jesus paid for it he cancelled all the debt Holy Spirit on right now. We're just going to pray. Holy Spirit. Come on. Open. Some of you open up those doors. Some of you got to get rid of religion, 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 religious thoughts. When the Lord says, I got a banquet feast. Come in, come in, come in, come into the banquet feast I have for you. Feast on what I have done for you. Don't be like the older brother in the prodigal son story. Standing outside the door, resenting but rather come in and feast on all the good things I have for you. Holy Spirit, for the see. Be transformed by the renewing of your minds. Be transformed by the renewing of your minds. You're, you're going to walk in His glory. In His glory, in His glory, you're a child of God. You have the DNA of your Father. It's been reordered. It's been reestablished. You've been redeemed. Father, as we leave this place and go into our celebration for Father's Day or whatever we're going to do today and this week, that we walk with the echo of the word of the Lord in our lives, that we are children of God, that we are royalty, that we are your ambassador, your emissary, bringing your kingdom, not the kingdom of this world, your kingdom, your kingdom setting captives free preaching good news to people letting them know this is jubilee their debt is canceled that if they just receive him they have the inheritance the rights and privileges of being a children of god father we thank you for this word may we walk it out may we not listen lord to the world the naysayers the enemy but Lord, may we allow the Word of God to be rooted in us, Father, of who we are. In Your name, Amen. God bless you. Have a great day. If you need prayer, we have prayer team waiting for you. Have a great day. Come again. Let the glory.